Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the latest edition of Inside the Huddle. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. We'll have our co-host, TJ Inman, in with us in a second. We have a a, a big show for you today. We're going to bring this to a national level. Uh, we do have a little IU news we'll get to first, but we want to uh, focus in on uh, the dealings that are going on in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, Tim Beckman is being accused by a former uh, offensive lineman, Simon Savinovich, uh, about mistreatment, so we'll talk about that. Uh, TJ, how are you today? I'm doing very well, much better than Tim Beckman is doing. Yeah, well, I think a lot of us are, are doing much better than uh, Tim Beckman is. Um, I, first, I, I want to talk about uh, Tevin Coleman. It was uh, brought mm-hmm. up the other day, I think it was on Sunday, uh, ESPN came out with an article that says he's been dealing with sickle cell trait um, which is a blood disorder, and uh, if you exert yourself too much, uh, there are very, very negative effects, and 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 it could be uh, life-threatening, and you know all that. Um, there were rumors surrounding it all around. Um, we couldn't confirm it for sure. It's not something that uh, we wanted to post without the permission of Tevin without the permission of the university. Uh, it's, it's it's a private matter. It's a medical matter that uh, he wanted to release when he was ready. Uh, so we didn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. But with that being said, uh, it explains a lot of things. It explains the air tent on or the oxygen tent on the sideline. It explains the mm-hmm. weird uh, injury he had at Missouri, and it explains, uh, you know, every all the all the games that I've done. There were Twitter questions on why Tevin Coleman is out after one of those long runs. Well, all of that's now explained uh, because of this disorder. Um, I, I do think it might have affected his uh, draft stock a little bit, but you know, NFL teams, regardless of whether we post it with our 1,800 Twitter followers or not, the NFL is going to find out. And it just wasn't our place to uh, to put that out there uh, without the proper confirmations and the proper authority. Uh, so mm-hmm. we wish Tevin the best of luck. I think, you know, he's done amazing things despite uh, uh, with this uh, with this trait. Uh, so, you know, he probably won't be playing uh, games in Denver, but luckily he's in Atlanta. And I think they don't play Denver in Denver until 2016. And even then, it's not that often. Um, yeah. yeah. What are it's, your thoughts? One of the things, well, one of the things that um, I, I read up a little bit on this because I was unclear um, about the difference of sickle cell trait to sickle cell anemia. Um, sickle cell anemia, obviously, uh, very, very serious. And sickle cell trait is a. Uh, lesser form of that. He inherited this from his father. Um, you know, we we all know the story of uh, Tevin Coleman's birth, you know, born 10 weeks early, not given much of a chance for survival. Um, obviously, he has survived and, and done very, very well. Um, but this is something that he did inherit um, and has dealt with for, uh, for his entire life. Um, it's not something that he's going to get rid of. There's not a cure for it, but it's something that's managed. Uh, and Kevin Wilson and, and Tevin Coleman both talked about it a little bit in the ESPN article. 
um, just talked about Kevin Wilson mentioned that there are four or five other current players at IU that have this same trait. Um, and you, it's just something that you deal with during practice by allowing for recovery time. Um, you deal with it during uh, conditioning by allowing recovery time. Guys are able to do everything. They just might need a little bit more recovery. You said that does explain some of the substitution patterns that we saw when maybe you wondered, oh, man, you know, Coleman is killing these guys. Why is he out for four plays? as I use offense, struggles a little bit. Well, that answers this, that they were trusting Kevin Coleman to manage this uh, this illness, and obviously he manages it very well, but there were a couple of times, mainly that Missouri game, uh, where he mentioned, Coleman mentioned in that article, uh, he was quoted as saying that's the first time that he really felt like it defeated him when it kept him out of the game for a, for an extended period of time, but he was able to come back on IU's critical drive at the end of the game, had a big run, I think it was 44 yards, that, that set up IU's uh, game-winning touchdown. So, um, yeah, it's something that, that he'll continue to manage, and I'm sure it did drop his draft stock a little bit, as the toe injury did as well. Um, but, you know, he got a good landing situation in Atlanta that we talked about. And as far as how that relates to it, the heat in Atlanta – um, could be something that, that comes into play, but it, he's dealt with that before with Heat, um, and they do play their games, as we know, inside, uh, so that should allow for him to not be too affected by by Heat during games and the, their division opponents, for the most part. Um, you know, New Orleans plays inside Carolina. They'll deal with the Heat there, but Tampa Bay will deal with the heat. So that'll be something that they're going to have to, to deal with, but I'm sure their medical personnel felt confident uh, in it when they when they took him and they were aware of it and chose to go with Coleman. So, yeah, just another incredible um, addition to what he accomplished. And, uh, you know, we wish him the best of luck in the NFL. Yeah, and, and hopefully uh, he does well and, you know, and and maybe this will uh, be the start of a of a kind of a pipeline to to Atlanta through IU because there are several IU guys down there. Uh, anyway, I yeah. want to switch switch gears and get to uh, a more pressing uh, topic, uh, a very serious topic um, regarding Tim Beckman, head coach at Illinois, um, and a couple of players have come out. Uh, the <coughs> first one was Simon uh, Savinovich, uh, who went on Twitter and claimed that uh, uh, Tim Beckman was abusing uh, players and uh, forcing them to play with injuries. And uh, I think one of them said that he was trying to find rules for them to break so he could take away scholarships. Um, And Mm -hmm. news came out earlier uh, or either earlier today or late last night uh, that a former Toledo offensive lineman, I believe it, his last name's Cameron is currently suing uh, Beckman or had a 2013 lawsuit uh, brought against him uh, for hazing. Uh, the offensive mm-hmm. lineman uh, was Kyle Cameron. Uh, the su- suit alleges uh, negligence and a violation of the uh, state of Ohio's anti-hazing law in response to a coach-approved freshman workout. Uh, 
which Cameron does say resulted in a head injury. Uh, this news was brought uh, brought out in the Chicago Tribune earlier or late last night. Um, so what happened, allegedly happened, was that uh, at this practice, the freshmen were made to jump off the backs of other linemen and try and dunk the ball over the goalpost. Uh, Cameron fell, hit his head, could not play uh, football anymore, has memory loss, uh, has a lot of symptoms that uh, ended his football career, and he is saying Beckman uh, knew this was going on, should have stopped it. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's multiple players. Another Illinois player, uh, Nick North, a DB, uh, he was sidelined with a PCL injury. Uh, he came, uh, said Beckman was the worst coach he's ever met. Uh, it, they tried to get him off a scholarship. They suspended him for uh, a time until his mother called the NCAA. And apparently the NCAA called Beckman and said, you can't do this. And he was reinstated uh, sometime later. So this isn't just, it, it seemed at first that this was just a disgruntled player whose career was hurt uh, because of this. He couldn't, uh, he didn't get picked up by an NFL team. So his future was uh, put in jeopardy. But it, it seems a lot more than sour grapes now that a couple other guys, there is a history about this. Yeah, there is a lot of smoke. Um, we don't have any concrete, I guess you'd say fire at this point, um, but there is a lot of smoke. Uh, Savinovich was an offensive lineman that suffered two different injuries uh, a torn meniscus or a, something with the meniscus and then a torn labrum. Uh, and both times with those injuries, he claims that he was strongly urged or forced to come back before he was actually ready to play. Um, he claims that the uh, former head athletic football trainer, whose name is Toby Harkins, um, was not a licensed medical professional in the state of Illinois, so he did not have an Illinois medical license while he was uh, the head football trainer um, during this 2014 season. Uh, I don't know exactly when Harkins went from football trainer to former football trainer, but he did not have a license to practice in the state of Illinois. Uh, Savinovich also... Um, there were some medical records that, that indicate Savinovich was given valid medical advice and procedures. Uh, Simon Savinovich says otherwise. So that's a bit of a he said, he said. Plus, there are some medical records um, that indicate that proper medical procedures were done, but uh, Beckman and his coaching staff urged this offensive lineman, who was an important part of Illinois' offensive line, they urged him to, I mean, you can imagine the words that they used, you know, man up, be tough, play through it, the team needs you, those kind of things that, that we would kind of expect to to hear from kind of old-school football coaches. Uh, and, you know, Nick North kind of echoed those same things, that when he had the torn PCL, he was urged to come back before he was ready to. Uh, like you said, they both players also claimed that 
Beckman would sort of attempt to find any rule he could to suspend players and kind of get them off scholarship. Uh, with with North, he was drug tested every day for two weeks for his claims. Um, didn't fail any of those drug tests, but Beckman was just trying to find something to suspend him and get him off of his scholarship. Uh, you know, he asked Beckman asked him multiple times to transfer, to get off of, release his scholarship, sign a paper that released the right to scholarship and transfer. Uh, you know, there's just there's a lot here that. Like you said, it seems at this point to be much more than just one disgruntled player. Um, for Illinois' part, the athletic director, Mike Thomas, has come out and supported Beckman, which you would expect, um, but has said that they are they are going to at least review things. I don't think that they're going to launch an official investigation at this time, although the uh, what's it, NCPA, which is the National College Players Association, has publicly asked the University of Illinois to launch a formal investigation um, with an independent investigator to look into these allegations. So um, yeah. there's certainly a lot here, yeah. and I think what we need to what we need to talk about is kind of what is acceptable for a coach to to do to run his program uh, because just related to IU, there are issues with the basketball program of forcing players out, which, you know, the term creening, which that goes on a lot of places, scholarships, you know, when you, when you commit to a program as a player, you expect to be treated well, you expect a lot, a lot of things. And I guess we have to ask, okay, you're committing to this program you can transfer out. So what are the minimum baseline expectations for a coach to fulfill? And has Beckman fulfilled the minimum? I think it's safe to say he's done some things that are distasteful, but has he done anything that has, that, that elevates to the level of he needs to be let go? Um, well, you, you know, he, he did release a statement on uh, Sunday he describes Savinovich as a valued member uh, who chose to – he actually left the team uh, during the four, 2014 regular season and withdrew from the university before the end of, end of the semester. He returned for the spring semester, and Beckman said, uh, we have continued to support him with medical care and academic scholarship and academic advising. Uh, we cannot make any student accept our support. Uh, we wish him success in completing his degree, and we wish him the best of success in whatever he pursues after he graduates. That seems like the go-to, like, this is what we're going to say, uh, very plain, bland, not saying, hey, we didn't do anything, uh, just the, the normal defense. Also, in terms of the A.D. Thomas, he did, I believe he did say that uh, the investigation wouldn't be transparent and results wouldn't be made public which is very weird um, to yeah. me, uh, especially if you're going to exonerate a coach. Wouldn't you want this thing to be public? Um, I think, uh, you know, everything's easier when you're winning. Uh, Illinois, they went to a bowl game last year, but they haven't been winning under Beckman. So, you know, little things get 
you know, slid, uh, hit, hit, hit under the rug a little bit when you're winning. Um, now, sure. it's not an excuse. If if Beckman is forcing players to, to play with injury uh, th- that ended up being career-ending injuries, um, th- that's over the line. Uh, you have a, a duty and a responsibility to these kids. That's what they are. They're, they're college students. They're there. They're pursuing their dream. And um, especially in the case of the head injuries, uh, that th- these are permanent injuries that, that will affect kids for life. Um, you, you know, down the line, uh, Savinovich might need a knee replacement, a uh, knee replacement or you know, he might need more shoulder surgeries. It's something that affects you more than those four years. Um, in terms of, you know, creening, you know, people do it all the time, but there's there's a way to do it. If you want to talk, sit a kid down and talk to him, hey, this is what your next, you know, couple of years look here. If you want to go pursue playing time somewhere else or, hey, I, I really think you'll have a great opportunity at this other place, okay. I mean, I don't like if, if you're going to run kids off your team in a year, don't bother recruiting them. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so you know I have my own issues with that, but there's a way to do it where you're not putting a kids' future at stake. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like that there are, um, and some of the other Toledo players have publicly said, "Look, I never had a problem with them, but I did witness multiple times where um, he would." have a conversation with a player about transferring. Um, he would strongly urge a player to release him, you know, release his rights to scholarships from Illinois or from Toledo in this case and transfer. So multiple players have said, yeah, that did occur. He did have those conversations with guys. A couple of players have come out and said he had those conversations with me. Um, and I, I think if you are, it sounds like he, would decide that a player was not good for the program anymore. Uh, He would make that decision and would decide, okay, I'm going to make this kid really uncomfortable here. I'm going to attempt to find any rule violation I can. I'm going to do uh, excessive drug testing. I'm going to have weekly conversations with him about transferring. I'm going to strongly urge that he transfers sounds like he was doing everything that he possibly could with at least a few of these guys to get them to leave his program um, because he decided they weren't a good fit or he decided that they weren't good enough or they were hurt and weren't of use to him anymore. Um, and then, like you said, forcing players back from injuries early, uh, no, you can't physically make a kid play if he's choosing not to, but I mean, there are very real consequences. You can say, hey, you're on scholarship. If we're saying you're ready to go and you're telling us, no, I'm not going to play, well, we have ways of of dealing with that behavior. So There are very real threats that a coach can have over a player. Um, And while we don't know for sure, it certainly sounds like Beckman is using his position as an authority figure um, power over these kids' college careers to get at least a few of them to play through injuries that they probably shouldn't have played through. Savinovich said that uh, after playing through a meniscus injury, which, you know, he was told by the trainers is what he said, they told him was no big deal, you can play through this. After doing that, 
um, he found with later appointments with doctors that he basically had no meniscus left. It wasn't just damaged. It had eroded to the point where there was nothing nothing there um, anymore, which, like you said, is probably going to result in either really bad pain for the rest of his life or, or a knee replacement um, down the line. So uh, it's certainly, for the for the program of Illinois, I don't understand what the benefit would be of having a investigation that you don't make public. If you have a closed investigation of this coach, which, I mean, this is a very public scandal now. Um, yeah, it just makes you, you look like coach, you're hiding something. Right, exactly. If you're going to say, okay, yeah, we, we had an investigation, and guess what? We found that our guy is, you know, he's perfectly fine, and these are just a couple of incidences where there were miscommunications or however they want to frame it. Well, who's going to buy that? I mean, who's going to buy a totally closed investigation that was done by the university to that they find to protect their coach? And if, if you find that he did things you know, that you deem unacceptable and you let him go, then you're going to come out and say, oh, never mind, we're going to make it public now because we actually found that these claims were true. Uh, you know, I, I don't really understand the, the benefit of a closed investigation or how that's going to um, be good for Illinois football just from a recruiting standpoint. I mean, I, I'm not sure can uh, successfully recruit for the 2016 class with this hanging over his head. Yeah, and and you know a lot of it goes back to the AD uh, Thomas, uh, who hired Beckman. He hired the basketball coach too. Has been struggling, so he's really tied. You know, to steal a term from Matt Weaver, he's tied his his boat to their ship. And so if they he, they go down, he's going to go down. Um, you know, and Beckman has a history of sleaze. Uh, it goes back to not only Toledo, but when he was camping out outside a state college when all that paternal stuff was going down, just looking for people to transfer. And that, to me, you know, there's a lot of things that are great about the NCAA, but there's a lot of – this highlights everything that is wrong. You know, a player gets injured, okay, we need that scholarship. You know, I'm a big advocate for four-year scholarships. If you get injured during play, you know, that's you can't help that. You know, sometimes you can't right. help that, and the kid deserves to be in school and get an education And because football might not be his future. Um, and, and 90% of the people, it is not their future. They're there, you know, to play college ball at the next level, and if they go to the NFL, that's great. But they're there for an education um, and to de- get a degree. And if you're saying, oh, you know, after a year and you have a knee injury, oh, you're of no use to me, I'm going to pull your scholarship. Uh, I mean, it, sometimes that's motivation for people to get back on the field. We're not talking about an ankle injury here or a twisted ankle or, or a pulled muscle. We're talking about major surgeries, uh, a torn labrum mm-hmm. and, and a meniscus tear. Those are major surgeries. Uh, you're not going to be out, you know, two years with it, but it, it's a major – anytime you go under the knife, it's a major surgery. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's really sickening to see him exploit this, and this is exactly what the NCAA doesn't want. Um, and it, it just looks bad, and it's saying you're explored, exploiting these people. You won't pay these students. 
a, a stipend after they graduate. Uh, so, you know, he's Beckman is painted as the villain here. And if it was just Savinovich coming out on it, you could say it was sour grapes. But now there's there's a, a lawsuit from Toledo. There's a, a couple of kickers from Toledo who witnessed stuff. There's another player from Illinois. It's more than one guy barking up a tree. Uh, and yeah. I, I have a feeling yeah. more stuff is going to come out, and, and Illinois is going to have a tough decision in front of them. It, it's it's the middle of May. Uh, do you fire your coach? And if he if what is alleged is true, he deserves to be fired. He deserves mm-hmm. you know you cannot mistreat kids. You can't. Right. Um, right. So they have a tough choice coming up. And we'll see where it goes, and and we'll keep people updated. But since this came out on Sunday uh, or Saturday, it's 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 taken on a head of steam. And Illinois has has not handled it great. Uh, the um, the investigation made closed is is probably one of the dumbest ideas I've ever heard. Uh, it's it, it makes you look bad. And, and we'll go. We'll tie it into Tom Brady. You know, deflating football is not a big deal. You know, who cares? Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he lied. He didn't give up his his text messages that probably were, would have incriminated him uh, for more cheating um, and, and basically circumvented the law on it. So it, it's more of the cover-up than, than the actual crime that does people in. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think transparency... Um, Transparency is often key because if you don't, if you're not transparent, uh, people are left to draw their own conclusions. Um, and if the conclusions that we draw from this, because Illinois is not transparent, would be, well, Tim Beckman occasionally, at, at best, occasionally mistreats players um, to perhaps a dangerous extent as far as playing through injuries and things like that go. So if that's what we're left to jump to conclusions of, then I think we're left to say, well, he should probably be fired. Um, like yeah, you said, and there's true. a difference between, there's a difference between yelling at a kid and, and, and dropping a few F bombs and, you know, and then saying, Oh, your knee's okay when it's really not. Right. Yes. Yeah, especially if if those, as Zavinovich uh, claimed, was that his medical records were not made readily available to him. Um, and if if that's the case and if the coaching staff had things to do with that, let's say we're not sure what the situation was, but let's say that his meniscus was torn um the coaching staff told him hey you can come back in two weeks you can play through this and we'll get it taken care of later um uh, and he's saying no actually this really doesn't feel good i don't think i can play through this i'd like to see the medical records and they're not making those available to him that's that's a really huge deal so if things like that occurred i think that there need to be severe punishments and i think illinois uh, the University of Illinois is going to have to going to have to make that decision. Like you said, it's going to be tough, and we will uh, we'll follow it. I have a feeling that just by the speed that this story has 
so far evolved that by next Wednesday there's going to be uh, significantly more to it. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah, definitely stay tuned. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there, there's. I mean, this is major news. Uh, nobody, I haven't really seen it on SportsCenter, but it's been all over Twitter. It's on ESPN's website. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that, when it came out, was was shocking. Yeah, you know, you don't think that that somebody would do this to kids or you know college students. Um, and and Savinovich, you know, players if somebody if player says, hey, look, my knee doesn't feel right, then then listen to him. Um, Savinovich is not a doctor; he just knows what he feels. Um, right. So if a doctor says, oh, you could play on it, you know, he'll try and go play on it. Um, so, you know, if this information is bad or they're feeding him bad information or they're forcing him to play on an injury, it's unacceptable. And, and TJ, I, I wish we had an hour and we're, we, we could talk about this all day, uh, but we are running out of time. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully next week maybe we'll get a – uh, guy on from Illinois to to delve in a little deeper and, and see what actually is going on in the ground on the ground there. Um, but thanks for jumping on with us today. Yeah, it would be great to talk to somebody in Champaign that has uh, maybe some additional things or just has a, a better gauge on how the administration plans on handling this moving forward. Uh, but you know, we'll continue to watch for it because it, it does have an impact um, on the on the Big Ten for sure. So. Uh, Have a good week, and we will talk again next week. All right. See you later, TJ. Uh, That does it for this episode of Inside the Huddle. Uh, Come back next week. We'll be on at 11 a.m. again. Uh, You can find us at HoosierHuddle.com to listen to the episode. Uh, Lots of content coming out, lots of offers in recruiting. Uh, We thought that talking about Illinois would be – uh, relevant nationally, it's it's big news. I know it's not IU news, but uh, it is relevant. Uh, so I, I hope you enjoyed our little back and forth. If you have any opinions of your own, please send them in. We have a forum. Uh, we do have commenter space. Uh, we love talking to people on Twitter. Um, so hit us up. It's at Hoosier underscore huddle. Our email is uh, huddle at gmail.com. Uh, So don't be shy. Please talk to us. Uh, We want to know what you think and uh, enjoy the rest of your week.